Happy motherfucking Christmas. Keith Allen and I play Murphy on Z Nation and I listen to One Up Gaming Podcast. Hi, I'm Lucy James and I listen to the One Up Gaming Podcast. And we're here, it's 1UP Gaming, it's me David, and this week we've got Matt! Hello! And his cold is getting better. Ish. (laughs) 
So this week, I believe it's episode 185. Yes. Even though we're recording it after 186. Yes, but they don't know that. Shh. I know, I know. Yeah, it's all a bit complicated. So... We're wizards. <laughs> we're time-travelling wizards. So this week, we're not using Zencaster. But if you want to use Zencaster, you can download the software and you can get a 20% discount with the code that we have, which is 1UP20. So we recommend Zencaster. It's a brilliant piece of software. Episodes 184 and 186 were used with Zencaster. Um, but yeah, so use that service. It's great. I also quickly want to plug the fact that our charity dinner in association with Diabetes UK is almost 100% set. It'll be at the Hilton Glasgow Hotel in Grosner. Grosner. Yeah, well done. Which one? Second time. Second time. Grosner. Well done. Right, it'll be... <laughs> you get there, David, you'll get there. <laughs> I need to just spell it so it's gross and then no. Grosner. Isn't it? Um, and we should have, if we can get the funds and everything sorted in time, we should have a great person come in and to chat with us and host Whoa. the event, which will be John Hare. Whoa. So anyone that knows classic retro games and loves a bit of football will know Sensible Soccer, Cannon Fodder, Megalomania... All those sort of games, and he is currently beavering away, helping out on his new sort of game, which is Sociable Soccer, which I've played, and it is fantastic. Unless you play it from the side view, and it's unplayable. But that was one of my comments that I sent to him, so he could have a look over it and change things. So, still doing Game of the Year lists. So I believe... We will start with best role-playing game. So, what we did yeah. last time, Matt, was... I read it, was through... it was argue for seven hours. No, I mean, like, last night when it was oh. me and Chris. Oh, right, I meant last year. Uh, last year, yeah, that was... <laughs> it killed me. It was beautiful. It, it was great. But this year, we decided that we'd each... I would read through the names of the <laughs> games... And then we would each pick three games each to nominate. And then out of that six, or if we pick the same games, five or four, we would then work them into a top, you know, top ranking. Yeah. You know, so I think it's just a bit quicker than trying to argue every single game on the list. Yeah. So... Also, I'd like, to, I'd like to quickly mention the fact that <laughs> behind my back, um, they did top uh, gaming soundtracks of 2016. I'm a massive advocate of music, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and David and crew, whoever it may have been, decided... Chris. Blame Chris. You're, you're, both, you're both bastards in my eyes. You're dead to me. <laughs> you're absolutely just dead to me. Both, they both did um, best soundtrack without me. Without telling me. And for some reason, Battlefield 1 soundtrack won. I'd just like to quickly say that they didn't even acknowledge the fact that Dark Souls 3, Hyperlight Drifter, Deadbolt, Overwatch, and Salt and Sanctuary were a thing. 
We did talk about Overwatch, but we both said we never liked it. But but you put but you put Doom so far down the list, and Battlefield One soundtrack is just da 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 with more da da. Chris wanted Doom higher. I wasn't impressed with Doom. How were you not impressed by Doom? It it's the it's the best shooter of the year. I Eve, didn't Eve. think it was very good. I thought it was it's massively incredible. overrated. Um, well, you're wrong. I may be wrong, but it's my opinion. That doesn't make it right. <laughs> Opinions can be wrong, David. Man, are quite a unique. Lot. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Yes, best no, role-playing game. Stop bitching about the fact I wasn't there for music, but go on. So, best role-playing game. Severed. Yep. Pokemon Sun and Moon. Final Fantasy XV. Dark Souls 3. Woo! Eon Alter. Days X Mankind Divided. Double woo! Hyperlight Drifter. Woo! Darkest Dungeon. Woo! X- <laughs> XCOM, XCOM 2. XCOM. I was laughing at your woos. Oh, thank you. Moon Hunters and Salt and Sanctuary. Again, I'm quite happy I'm here for this one because I'm a massive advocate of role-playing games. So, yay go me. I'm not a big role-playing game fan. Well, this is going to be easy for me then, isn't it? Yes. I think the last role-playing game I played and got really into was one (laughs) on the 360... It was made by the guy who did Final Fantasy. He did two games. One that was Blue Dragon, which was good. Then the next one, was it Last Odyssey? Yeah. I really, really liked that game. I actually managed to get into the third disc. Hello? Hello? Are you still there, Mr. Matthew? Yeah, I'm there. What happened? You went dead. My Skype is saying not responding, but if you just... Oh, oh it's still recording, so I won't touch Skype. I will just leave that alone. Good idea. And so I'm not touching that anymore. <laughs> as long as it's recording, that's fine by me. Fair enough. I did wonder why there was a 10-second gap. Yeah. So, should we both pick three games from this list then? Yep. Oh, I will nice. let you go first. Right. Um, this is a bit of a pain because this year was actually pretty good for RPGs. Um, although personally, I'm have to. I'm gonna have to go with Dark Souls Three because obviously, um, I'm gonna have to go with um, Salt and Sanctuary and. Um, my last pick will probably have to be Darkest Dungeon. Right then, so I know I've... people. I know. I know there are going to be people who are screaming at me for not picking Final Fantasy Fifteen, but I've not been impressed with Final Fantasy as a series since uh, Number Twelve. So I I can't really sit here and try and you know say that Square Enix are doing a great job in my eyes because personally I don't think they are. I think they're slowly changing it and turning it into Monster Hunter. Yeah, they're trying. I, I, I just, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really behind this new direction. And also the fact that 
I, I love I love the visuals and how it looks and how it plays, but the mechanics are just very cookie cutter. Yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not really behind that. So they're not really doing anything unique in the sense that, you know, you can sit down and just go, Oh my god, this is fantastic in years, frankly. Oh, David picked Moon Hunters and Pokemon. So I'll pick Pokemon. Eh? Moon Hunters and Dark Souls 3. Oh, that makes it easy, doesn't it? <laughs> um, in terms of ranking, uh, I think Moon Hunters could probably go at number 5 and sit there happily because it's the least RPG and grindy of a lot. Yeah, to me, it was more f- like running around and just hit things in fun. Well, it was more it was more sort of procedurally generated than anything else. However, it was it was an RPG. It just um, enjoyed the narrative elements more than it did the actual RPGing. Yeah. So that can sit at number five. I'm happy with that. Um. Oh, this is a pain. Um. I'm going to put Pokemon at number four. Now, <laughs> now listen here. <laughs> while I agree I'm not the biggest Pokemon fan, when Pokemon Red and Blue first came out, it revolutionised the, the RPG sort of genre in my eyes. Yeah. Because it was simple to get into, but the mechanics were really quite... <laughs> a lot deeper than what they seemed. And from what I've played of Sun and Moon, I really do think that this is the best Pokemon game that they've ever created. Yeah. Nice. No, yeah, I played it as well. I just I can't decide where to put it. I mean, I, I'm quite happy to put it at number three and Darkest Dungeon be at number four. Which is going to hurt me on the inside, but Darkest Dungeon <laughs> could forgive me for that. Because it's, it's a beautiful game. Um... And then that just leaves Dark Souls and Salt and Sanctuary. Now, this might be quite easy because I haven't played Salt and Sanctuary. Salt and Sanctuary can sit at number two very happily. Like, I've, I've played both of them and I've reviewed both of them, but Dark Souls 3 has to win for me personally because they took everything from every other Souls game and then just added it in but made it better. Yeah. And the... the They've not quite nailed the PvP yet. They're still working on that. But that was to be expected when they tried to add Bloodborne mechanics into the thing. Um, However, they have made it... They've made it the game that Dark Souls 2 should have been back in 2014. And they've got one more piece of DLC to add to it. And it's coming in early 2017. So I've got no doubt in my mind it's going to round off the series very nicely before From Software move on to other better things. Yeah. Soul and Sanctuary was brilliant. It was um a two it was basically just two D souls. Um but the best thing about it was the the visuals were so grungy and unique in terms of um the art style. It was fantastic to look at and it was brilliant to play because it was so heavy and um sluggish. You had to really plan your moves ahead. There was no easy way to just walk in and blast everything. There was always something that was out to kill you, but it was a very authentic kind of platformer as well, 
really enjoyed Salt and Sanctuary. Um, Darkest Dungeon can forgive me for being at number four, I'm sure. Pokemon, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that. Yeah, so I will just read out the games in. So we had Moon Hunters at five, Darkest Dungeon at four, Pokemon Sun and Moon at three, Salt and Sanctuary at two, and the winner of Best Role Playing Game is Dark Souls 3 at number one. Whoa. Whoa, indeed. Whoa. So next up is the best racing game. Now, oh, I'm going to sit this one out. Matt isn't I, I, a great I know, I know nothing. racing game enthusiast. So I wanted to add Maximum Car on here just because I'm friends with Nicole Hunt. Um. But the game didn't turn out as good as I thought it was going to be. They pitched it as the best mobile racing game of all time, basically nicking ideas from Burnout. But it just didn't quite reach the heights that I was expecting. (laughs) Riptide GP Renegade. Now that game, I don't know if you've ever played the Riptide games. Basically, it's like a... David, when it comes to racing games, it's like a game that I played. Like the, the, the Riptide, it's basically... Imagine Wave Race 64. So you're on a, like a jet ski thing on water, but you do stunts to build up your uh-huh. your speed. And the actual, it, they included a story where it's like you... Get put in prison, then you were you sort of out of prison after a few years, and then other Riptide sort of like leagues scout you out, and you go into a basic league, and it's just a completely stupid but brilliant. But the game, it it was good. Okay. Trackmania Turbo, <laughs> again, it's such a fun game. It's just a roller coaster, and it's like. A multiplayer based game but everyone's you don't hit other people you just go through it you know it's like a everyone's transparent sort of thing and it's just the fastest around the the track and it's just so fun dirt rally that was codemasters going back to what their games used to be like proper deep simulation sort of racing games and Forza Horizon 3 and anyone that knows me I just don't to basically say Forza Horizon 3 is the best game on that list by quite a, a big margin so I mean for for me I would put that at number one I would put Riptide at two and I would put Trackmania at three and I think that'll do. So we'll just have a top three in that. So Trackmania Turbo at three, Riptide GP Renegade at two, and Forza Horizon 3 at one. So that is our best racing game. Next up, best downloadable game not at retail. So basically these are the games you can't buy in a, in an actual retail store. So, yeah. so essentially only electronic only. Yes. Yes. So downloads only. Yes. So on the list we have Clash Royale, Unravel, 
Did that come out as a box? I can't remember now. Um, I don't think it did. It's not going to win, so it doesn't really matter. Severed, Inside, Riptide, it says Go, but it's meant to be Riptide GP Renegade, Maximum Car, Football Manager Mobile 2017, Reigns, Fat Cat Fly, Super Mario Run, oh, Reigns is there again, oh, someone likes it, and Deadbolt, and Fury. Yes. So, Matt, do you want to pick your three picks? Very well. Uh, um, I'm going to say Deadbolt by the ever-lovable Hoppo Games. Um, Reigns, because Reigns was fantastic. And Fury. I have actually got a 10-15 minute video up on our YouTube channel of me playing Reigns. Reigns is brilliant. It was very funny. It's it's very it's very much it's very easy to get into, very easy to pick and play, but it's also incredibly addictive because there is an underlying story that goes on like across literal actual ages. Yeah, I mean, I was a king and I went into old age and I couldn't understand people. That was quite funny. It's all right. I got to the age of one hundred and twenty and was martyred. Okay, it's pretty cool. So, my picks then. Because I downloaded it when it came out and I'm still playing it to this day. Clash Royale. Um, Football Manager Mobile 2017. Brilliant game on the go. This next game I'm not going to select, but I have to mention... Because Justin, our voiceover guy, he made it. So, Fat Cat Fly on iOS. Please download it. Um, do you know, I think it it has to be that inside because it's probably the best game on the list, in my opinion. It's not. It's not. It's not, David. <laughs> the, pro- the problem with inside is that it's not really a game. I thought it was brilliant. Oh no, it's brilliant, but the problem is you don't really play it, you just move through it. Hmm. But I'll, I'll explain that more when you've stopped talking. That's alright. Oh right, you stopped talking, good. <laughs> so, our picks are in Clash Royale, Inside, Football Manager Mobile 2017, Reigns, Deadbolt and Fury. Well... So, now, I don't know what Deadbolt is. Okay. Essentially, um, the same people who made Risk of Rain in 2013 uh, released this on Steam. Uh, and basically, you play as the Grim Reaper going around in a 2D, a 2D world. Um, essentially, a mix of Hotline Miami and um, Gunpoint. And it's, it's brilliant. The music is fantastic, the art style is unique and extremely gripping, the gameplay is incredible, and you get to play as the Grim Reaper, whacking zombies and generally getting headshots. The beauty of it is, though, um, you can die, you die in one hit, much like in um, Hotline. Um, but the thing is, when you pull off that perfect 
level execution when you get every single thing right. There is nothing like it. Um, and I will forever condone Hoppo Games for making something so incredibly authentic. Because it's, it's got incredible replay value as well, because they've got a Steam editor in it, and it's ridiculously fun. Right, so thanks for that, Matt. So, Dead Bolt at six. <laughs> Sod off. <laughs> On this list, because of how Clash Royale purposely, and this has come out that. I don't know if you heard the horn there, there's someone outside. But the Clash Royale, they've come out and basically they will pick you against people who are ranked lower than you, but they've got higher cards than you. So basically they are pitching you against people who have put money into the game, because it's a free-to-play game. So you think, oh, they're only level 8, I'm level 9, that's good. But they've put yeah. like 50 quid into it, so their cards are double the power of your cards. Which makes you right, think, okay. oh, so the game's deliberately, so the game's deliberately dicking you over, basically. Yes, to, to to basically make you put money into the game to get higher level cards. Well, that's complete bullshit. It is. That's why I am willing to say that it's an amazing game, but, but because it's free to play, they've devised it in a way that just makes it so annoying. Yeah. So I am happy to say that's at six on this list. So then, Matt, what do you think should be five? Um, um, well, I've not played Football Manager Mobile 2017. I mean, have you played any of the PSP Football Manager games? David, do you see my playing anything with the word football in it? Because this is basically uses the same sort of engine and everything that the PSP games used, apart from the fact that this is six ninety nine and on the PSP they were thirty quid. Right. You know, but it's technically the same game, just streamlined and made better over the years. Okay. And for six ninety nine, it's a really good little game. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Well, personally, I I like Inside. However, there's an inherent issue with it. Like, you don't actually play it. You just kind of meander through it and do stuff. The, the gameplay is limited to jumping over things, dodging things, and then moving things. It It's a good game, but there's not much game to it. And it's a very, very interesting premise. I like the idea that it puts forward, but I think that what it actually does is fairly limited, especially compared to something like Reigns, which has got an incredibly simplistic idea, but it does it so authentically and so brilliantly. And again, next to Deadbolt and Fury, you can't. it can't be matched in terms of fun. I mean, the one thing that I will say about Inside is, in my opinion, it's one of this year's best games. But yeah, it's not as good as 
Limbo. No. I think it's because with Limbo, it came out of nowhere and it was just simply amazing. Yeah. This game technically might be, you know, it might do things better than Limbo, but because it was a known quantity of what you were getting, it didn't have that wow factor. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I'm happy to sort of say that within this list of downloadable sort of stuff, like pick and play quick, you know, you're looking for fun, thrills. Uh, this is, to me, it's a bit more of a deeper, you know, it's a brilliant game, but I agree for this sort of category, I think easy to get into, fun to play, might be a bit more better to pick. Yeah. So then I will put Football Manager at four. Okay. So the rest of your picks, I will let you choose. Right, okay. So... Right. So the top three, basically. Yep. Oh, crap. Um... This is annoying. I'm gonna put Reigns at number three, simply because both Fury and Deadbolt have got more to them. Despite the fact that Reigns' whole idea is based around being simplistic, I do think that um, Fury and Deadbolt bring more to the table. Um, and I'm gonna. I personally, I'd say I put Fury at number two, and then Dead Bottle one, simply because even though Fury is one of the best like boss mash games released, just hands down, um, that's what it is, and you can play it like once or twice, and then that'll be it, and it's an experience. Dead Bolt, however, has got the Steam editor, and it's got a somewhat limitless supply of original maps that you can just go back through and play. Um, not only that, you can't really judge one soundtrack because they've both got incredible soundtracks that you ignored in your other list for some reason. <laughs> for some reason. Just to annoy uh, my friend. My, my personal preference would be Deadbolt. So I'd, I'd say that I'd say that wins. Yeah, I'm more than happy to select them. So. Yeah. At number six, Class Royale. At number five, Inside. At number four, Football Manager Mobile 2017. At three, Reigns. At two, Fury. And at number one, Deadbolt for the best downloadable game of 2016. So, as you've already said, sports games are not your thing. I I know about as much as sports and um, racing games as I do about mechanical engineering, which is nothing. Right. I thought you were just in a surprise and said that you got your mechanical engineering degree. No, I know I know some total <laughs> of absolutely bugger all about sports and racing. Okay. So, so I'll leave this to you. I will just say the games on the list is EA Sports UFC 2, which I totally forgot came out this year. Because I did not like that game. We have Track Day Manager... Which I've included that because we interviewed the developers and 
I said to them, are you worried about Motorsport Manager coming out on PC? And they said, no, d- Motorsport Manager is basically just a iOS, mobile, Android game. And they don't see it challenging them on, on Steam or PC. And then we've got Motorsport Manager that came out this year on PC, which was absolutely phenomenal. FIFA 17, Football Manager 2017, and NBA 2K17. They're the games on the list. So, the games I would nominate is Motorsport Manager, Football Manager, and FIFA 17. So, for me, I would put FIFA at 3, Football Manager at 2, and Motorsport Manager which was an amazing game, very deep, very tactical, at number one. So that, my friends, is a very quick, sort of like, best sports game from us. So we'll quickly move on to the biggest disappointment. So we have Active Soccer (laughs) 2 DX. (laughs) We have Uh, Unravel. We have Hitman. We have Dino Dini's Kickoff Revival. We have Aqua Motor Racing Utopia. And No Man's Sky. And No Man's Sky. Which automatically comes at number one. I don't know. The hype of Unravel. Dino Dini's Kickoff. Dude, the, at... hype of, the hype of No Man's Sky. There was a six year hype train. I didn't care. If you listen back to our podcast when there was when it was revealed, I said it looked pretty rubbish. Everyone else was like, "Oh my god!" I see. I missed the hype train for Unravel. I didn't play the game either. However, I like sci-fi. I really, really like sci-fi. So when a developer turns around to you and says, "Do you want to go space traveling in a universe where?" what you can do is explore and learn things. Obviously, you say yes. And then what they do is they made it so bland and boring, they are the only developer in history to make space dull. To this day, I have never played another game that has made space that boring. But somehow, they managed to make um, the most expansive thing incomprehension dull to play in a video game where you've got lasers, spaceships, spaceship battles, and the whole idea of colonising a new world. I don't know how they managed to do it, but they did, and now they've released an update where you can build structures. But why would you want to build a structure on a world when you want to be in the stars, like Doing things. You can walk back to your home base at any time. Yeah, like, I can I can go back to my house. It doesn't matter. I don't want to do that. I want to go and, like, fight in space battles or kill space pirates or go and do a dungeon or something or go find a lost relic or anything but build a house. You don't have to build a house. Has been, 2016 has built, been a year for games with... Too many survival mechanics where all you do is hit a rock at things and build a house. I mean, the one thing that I will say is I've heard a lot of people basically saying that No Man's Sky is the most boring thing in the world. (laughs) 
but to me... It's, it's up there. It's not the most boring thing. I'd say that watching paint dry is probably more fun. To me, with No Man's Sky, like I was listening to a different podcast, and they were basically saying that even within the tutorial, you land on the planet, it says you have to go find some sort of mineral, and it was 14 minutes away. Yeah. And to me, that's amazing, because it's basically it's giving you a scale of the world that you are in on that one planet, and then it Again, you have to spend 20 minutes travelling to the next planet if you don't have your warp drives or whatever. Which, to me, that's amazing. But these people are like, oh, it said 14 minutes. Where's my jetpack? Where's my other bits? Where's my... So, no, that's not the point of the game. The point no, of the game I... is to make you feel small in a massive world. Yeah, that's no, I completely agree. However, they've managed to make it boring as well. Yes, I mean, like, the they, one they've thing... they managed to... Like, miss out all this, you know, space age wonder and just made it so that they've brought it down to the most mindless level. I really, I really struggle to like, understand what they're going to do with it at this point to try and revive it, but I, I just, I, I can't condone it because it should have been one of the best games of the year. I mean, but it's not. My biggest problem with No Man's Sky is the simple fact that Sony... Say what you want to say about Hello Games, but they said it was a 12-man team making the game. So that put my expectations that this is not a AAA game, this is a budget game. But Sony pushed like hell that this was one of the greatest things ever made. Yeah, they did. Every opportunity. And then, like two years ago, when it was whenever it was first revealed, Sony were basically saying, we're taking this under our wing, we're going to push this as if it's uh, exclusive for us. And then as soon as the game comes out, they were like, maybe they should have hired the PR team to help them. Say, no, you did all the PR, you bloody slive little gits you, know, you built it up to make it sell millions of units and as soon as the reviews are in it's like yeah we didn't think it was very good so well you should have said that when it was in the marketing then you should have basically said you know they set the expectations way too high but in my opinion if you came at all these games without hype I still think No Man's Sky is one of the better games on that list. But I do understand yeah. it had three years of mega hype that yeah. no game, no game would be able to live up to. Yeah, I guess. And I mean, I mean I'm, I'm now going to talk about a different game, so bear with me. And it's a game that you probably don't give a absolute crap about. <laughs> but... Dino Dini's Kickoff Revival. The original Kickoff and Kickoff 2 were out in 91, 92, that sort of time. So yeah, they, before, before, you know, yeah. Yeah, but they were the kings. They were basically FIFA of that generation. They were the best games of all time. And then Dino Dini got the license back for Kickoff. And then this was his return to the series sort of thing. 
and then I was so excited for the game. You could buy it on the PlayStation Network for £8, but oh no, I wanted to have the box. I paid £15 for, you know, the, the actual boxed edition of the game. And I, I loaded it in, turned it on, and it's got no offsides, it's got no yellow cards, no red cards. It, The fouling is just completely stupidity. You slide across halfway across the field. Yeah. It is just a complete broken mess of a game. So to me, that is a massive disappointment. Again, it's probably the same for you for No Man's Sky with the hype. And then the games actually come out. But at least to me, No Man's Sky is a functioning game. Maybe not fully functioning, but it's like an early access sort of game. Whereas Kickoff Revival... Oh, and our reviewer and I got bombarded on Twitter for giving it a really bad score. Yeah. And Dino Dini um, jumped in and started to give her some nasty tweets as well, and then he blocked us and you know from tweeting him. So he turned out to be a bit of a dick as well. Wow. And I don't know if you think this is fair or not, but we put the review out, and then everyone was saying, "Oh, why don't you review it after the update's done?" So. We can't do that. We have to review the game as if the game is finished yeah, at the like time. Yeah, you, you have to review it at a base level. You know, maybe me. I said, if you release the game as early access, fair enough. We would do a preview of it and give an impression. And then, once he's released it as 0.1 or, or 1.0, whatever you want to call it, the, the finished game, then we would come in and do a full review. But the game came out as finished, and it didn't have basic elements that a football game needs. Yeah. And a lot of the kickoff people were really negative about that attitude. So, well, if we make exceptions to this, then we have to go back to every single game that adds a new feature to sort of review everything again. It's like, no. I mean, yeah, like, if you did that, then every time Dark Souls got a patch, you have to go back and re-review it. Because every time Dark Souls get a patch, it just becomes better. Yeah. Like, because the team is constantly updating stuff. But that's what I mean, like, you have to do it as a vanilla experience. You can't add in other factors, otherwise it becomes unfair. So, should we pick a couple each and then see where we are? What, for... For biggest disappointment. Biggest disappointment. I personally, I just want to royal with No Man's Sky. Like as long as it's on the list, I don't really care. Right. So for me, like, I will pick. We'll pick three games then: Unravel, Dino Dini's Kickoff Revival, and No Man's Sky. Yeah. And Unravel at three then. And I mean. No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky at two. Yeah, I was. Because, as I said before, the kickoff revival, it wasn't even close to being finished. It had 32 teams. You know, it was just bad. You could only play, like, the Euro sort of like championships. You couldn't have leagues or nothing. Yeah. So, so yeah, Unravel, 
third, No Man's Sky second, and Dino Dini's Kickoff Revival, the biggest disappointment of 2016. So the last one we'll do today is the worst game of 2016. Whoa, okay, I want to save that. <laughs> I don't know, I want to I save that when we've got a couple more people. Are you sure? I Personally, I think so, because... Um, much like with the music thing and how I wanted to be there, I think there'll be a couple of people who'd like to be on this. Right. Yep, that's totally fine. So, next time we will have a few more categories then, and then after that, in the new year, we should have our overall top ten and the worst game. So that should be fun to do. So it's been episode 185 of the One Up Gaming Podcast. It's been me, David. It's been Matt. I don't yep. know why, but I was for some reason I was thinking Sean, but I haven't spoken to Sean in a while. <laughs> You've done that twice now. I know. No, but last time I thought it was Chris, but... That's all right, then. Yeah, so please visit our website, oneupgaming.co.uk. We have a Patreon site at patreon.com slash O-U-G. We have a official, yeah, official merchandise at bluecyborg.com. Just search One Up Gaming. We have a music CD out called Games Inspired Music and 20% of each sale will go to Child's Play Charity. We have our first 100 podcasts on sale that has an exclusive Sans Pants radio interview at audiobooksontape.com and £1 of that will go to Diabetes UK. Uh, We've got Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. Easiest way to find us is just go on our website and click on the links at the top. If you want to tweet us, it's at O-U-G official. If you want to email us, it's at contact at oneupgaming.co.uk. And the podcast itself, please subscribe to us and give five stars, positive feedback, as it really helps when people are searching for the actual podcast. I would like to mention we do have a giveaway of a 3DS game. It's Gurriman 3D, which is like a old school oh, yeah, Final Fantasy sort of game. Yeah, that. And all you need to do is just send us a question that we'll read out on the podcast and we'll just send you the code. It's a European code, so please be aware of that. So, thank you, Matt. And I guess we'll be back next week. Right, one sec. We good? Yeah, we good. Thank you. Hello, props. <laughs> I will stop now. Hey guys, Justin here. I just wanted to say that I've been thinking about you. I've been thinking about you a lot. Yes, you in particular, in that way. And I wanted to say, I think you're great. I've always said that about you. And I was wondering, if you think we're great, if you could give us a quick rating on iTunes, we'd really appreciate it. It would really really help us out in that, you know, podcasty sort of way. And if you're feeling particularly festive, perhaps even a little saucy, maybe stop by our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash O-U-G and see if you can't slip a few bucks our way. After all, every little penny or whatever space money they use in Europe helps out the show. Thanks for listening. O-U-G Gaming will always be free, but with your support, we can always move forward and always be better.